especially going into this Olympic trials, man. I'm I'm expecting a dogfight because everybody's been putting in so much work over these five years, and you know everybody's been working hard over these past five years. So I expect everybody to go out there, and you know it's going to be a crazy competition. A crazy competition, but she did it again. And moments after 25-year-old Raven Saunders qualified for her second Olympic Games, finishing second at the U.S. Olympic Trials in Oregon, she gave a shout-out to her hometown. Go! Let's go! Johnson, South Carolina, we here! We here! Come on! I spoke with Raven in the weeks leading up to the trials about training, being on the world stage, home sweet home, and her biggest challenge, depression. Please be advised that my conversation with Raven includes discussion of suicide and suicidal ideation. Raven, the countdown to the Olympics is on. We'll talk about that in a moment, but let's talk about your childhood. What was it like growing up in Charleston? Growing up was tough. I grew up on Eastside Projects when I was like seven. Then I moved over to West Ashley, still, you know, not really a super great area. Um, but one thing that my mom, you know, always made sure is that we had, you know, food in our belly and a roof over our head. But when I got to, you know, high school, whatever, just trying to find my niche and uh, getting in the track and field, I just knew, you know, from that first state championship, I was like, man, this place, this event could take me places. And, you know, going to Burke High School, you know how it was, you know, people telling you <laughs> the third talking down on the school and, you know and no one can you know really come up out of there and do great things but when I started looking into the fact that we had doctors and lawyers and TV news anchors and you know (laughs) other other athletes at some point that had gone and made it happen just hearing about you know those people they gave me hope you know when when you guys come back to the school and do different events and things like that just being able to, to look up to you guys and be like okay you know, every it's possible for me. And I, I knew I wanted to be that next person for that next coming, those next coming classes uh, at the school for them to be able to look up to. I appreciate you saying that, Raven. How did you come to the shot put, though? Who introduced you to the shot put? I threw it once for field day, but I didn't really know or care what it was. It was just an event that I was trying to win for, for my grade. So I threw it one time, forgot all about it, and it actually wasn't until after I had won my state championship my freshman year that I realized that I threw it. But um, who really like got me into the sport was uh, Coach Wayne Austin. Um, he he was the one, he was our basketball coach, but he threw in college uh, for Winston-Salem. And then I met, uh, you know, Coach uh, Herbert Johnson. Um, what was that? A couple meets into the season, and from then on, man, me and him, we were working together. We were killing it. Or was it a popular sport? I tried. I think we had like seven people on a Burke High School track team. Um, so it wasn't really popular. But when we got out, and I remember us going to our first meet, and I looked around and I was like, "Oh my God!" This. <laughs> What in the world? I didn't know so many people were involved in the sport. Really, I didn't care if, if anybody knew what it was because I'm like, yep, I just wouldn't miss me. Just wouldn't miss me. Like, it, it really didn't matter to me if anybody knew because I was, you know, doing so well and it, it gave me, you know, enough confidence to just, you know, be secure in that. And Raven, you had the all-time national high school girls record for the shot put. Do you remember how it felt when you won and when you earned that title? 
oh, it, it felt great. And for that meet, I remember uh, the girl who I was going up against, our coach had said, oh, yeah, we're going over to the East Coast to handle some business. I was like, <laughs> I'm coming on my side of the country. And y'all going to think that y'all going, oh, no. Oh, oh. So I knew that I was going to, you know, get it, get the record, but I didn't expect to hit it or kill it that far. Um, but when, you know, people start talking stuff, and for me, you know, the Hulk, the Hulk had to come out. <laughs> I call you Raven, but you have a secret name or a nickname. Yes, ma'am. The Hulk. Raven <laughs> Hulk songs. <laughs> Do you like that? Does hearing that give you a little extra edge? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, being a comic book fan and watching all the Marvel movies and just seeing how Bruce Banner could go from Bruce Banner and meditating and being all chill and zen to... You know, next thing you know, tearing down the whole city. Just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I love it. It gives me a little extra edge when I'm in that ring. Raven, 2016 was a very important year for you, the Olympics. Describe the feeling of knowing you are an Olympian. Was that something you had ever considered for your life? I remember in 2014 when people would ask me, like, you going to the Olympics, you're going to the Olympics. I'm like, yeah, like 2020. Uh, so I didn't think that it would come so soon, but once that 2015 season came, well, 2015 and the off season to that year came, I knew that the amount of work that I was putting in, I had no doubt in my mind, like everything that I told myself was I'm making that team. And then when I finally, you know, made the team, it was like such a relief, man. Like I finally did it. Like I was so proud because I knew that, you know, there, I was only a couple of years removed from high school. So I knew it was a couple of my peers um, a lot of my peers, actually, from high school that got a chance to, to see me. And I knew that there were people who in high school witnessed how much work that I was putting in just to get up to this point. So it was like everything that I had done to that point had paid off. And it was um, it was I can't even <laughs> describe it. It was, it was a crazy feeling, especially as a sophomore in college, man. It was it was it was wild. But I loved every second of it. So a superstar in the 2016 games, producing an impressive throw, coming in number five in the world. I mean, yes, that's phenomenal. And your hometown welcomed you back and celebrated your victory. Go to band. Let's go. That was, uh, that stuff, it, it, it warmed my soul. Just, just thinking about, uh, for me, especially to that point, doing so much research and stuff back into the city and stuff like that. And thinking about, you know, my grandmother and my great grandmother and, you know, all of the history when it comes to Charleston and being able to come back and represent and be an inspiration for the kids and get in my own day. Like all this stuff is stuff that I never would have imagined. <laughs> I, I'm never forgetting, man. Anytime telling you I make this team, I'm giving a shout out to my city, like first, because it, it built me. It, it made me tough enough. It, it gave me a lot of the tools that I needed, um, you know, to get to this point. And I know that there's so many people, so many people looking up to me, so many people that, you know, I, I know I can inspire from because we come from the exact same place. 
your family, friends, your fans, we saw the bright spots in your life, the high moments, but you were still experiencing some extreme lows. Are you comfortable talking about that? Oh, yes, ma'am. You know, I was coming off the state championship, I was coming off of an Olympic, Olympic Games. Um, so mentally, you know, people, people think that you're, or overall in totality, think everything's good, everything's put together. But I, I mean, I was struggling that first month because, shoot, I get back in August, uh, I don't think my rent was paid because we didn't get a check for that month. So I'm like, you know, a little bit in and, you know, I still got to get my bills paid. Uh, so finally I got that done. It was just like a snowball of things. You know, I, I didn't get a chance. I didn't get any time off, came straight from the Olympics, uh, went straight to, uh, I went from the Olympics home and then straight into school. And when all that whole entire stuff like that, that whole entire off season, I was, I was pretty much depressed. Uh, I lost NCAAs, I won USAs, and then I, I didn't even make the final at world championships. And for me, I was set up to do something big, but like I didn't make the final. So that in itself, especially after short outdoor season had threw me back into a state of like depression because at that point, my self-worth was accounted for how well I was doing track. When I look back at it, I was throwing out red flags here and there, but at some point I just went back into my shell because it was like, whatever, I had nobody, I felt like I had nobody in my corner. Thinking of, I had two suicidal ideations for, for a couple months um, at that point. And it was a day where like my plan that I had, I, I looked at the place, but I was just in a haze. And uh, I texted my therapist. I ended up texting her uh, pretty much like how I was stressed out and dealing with all of this and how um, pretty much the next few hours, if not the next day, I, I don't know if, you know, I'll, I'll still be here. Um, her being a therapist, she, you know, uh, she went into therapist mode, you know, told me like, hey, you got this, like, relax pretty much. Um, like, you know, go home. I, I'm going to get you some help pretty much. And, uh, that's when my uh, my AD had called me um, and told me to come in. Hey, you know, you mind coming in uh, and stuff like that. And then went inside. I literally like broke down. And um, they took me over to the hospital and got me into uh, two different um, mental health facilities. Pretty much so I could get my mind back together. To this day, like every year, at least like once or twice in a year, I always text her and check up on her and say thank you because I know, you know, without her, I, I really wouldn't be. Raven, thank you for sharing that. And I know that you offer advice to others about the importance of mental health. One of the things that, that you said, you talked about um, red flags, that you were putting out red flags. And I think that's important to, to talk about. Can you describe some of the things that you may have said or done so that people can be mindful as they you know go through life, that sometimes people are asking for help indirectly and sometimes directly? For me, being a jokester, like, you know, I would joke, but there was, like, I'd be like, all right, like, uh, my thing, because even in my freshman year, I had a period where I definitely was depressed, too, but but I'm like, yo, all right, I'm dropping out, I'm dropping out, like, you know, I'd, I'd laugh about it, but it was like, you know, things like that, or um, the fact of, for me, being a people person, but I take times where I'm literally just in my room, and uh, when I started secluding myself from everybody, um or certain things like uh 
you know, granted, I was, you know, missing class or, well, missing tutors and things like that. Um, I, I would, like, sit there and I'd go in there and I'd try and sit and have a conversation, like, hey, this is this is too much, like, you know, for my schedule. Like, I, I need to, you know, try and change something. You know, like, this this is too much. Like, I'm constantly going in, like, hey, like, can we, can we change something? So a constant reiteration of, like, you know, problems or whatever constantly coming in or somebody's constantly coming in saying hey 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 um and nothing can be done about it especially like from a stress standpoint um i feel like especially for for schools you you have to listen or figure out a way or try and do something um to like help what are your aspirations raven beyond the olympics what else do you want for yourself and for your life for me i want to I want to especially get into motivational speaking. You're there. I can tell you you're there because I'm feeling pretty good after this conversation. I really want to get into it and I really want to dive into it. A few years back, I realized that um, I feel like my purpose in life is is to help people, um, to help as many people as possible, help as many people as I can. And I feel like, you know, with my voice and my platform, I feel like that'd be one of the best ways possible um, to be able to do it and having had gone through so much, even up to this point, um, I feel like my story just by itself um, can be part of that. Um, so even if track was to end tomorrow for me, um, I still feel like I can do and reach so many people just with my voice and my story. Well, Raven, is there anything else that you want to add? Um, I know that you have a, a long training day ahead of you and I don't want to take any time away from that. I really don't have anything besides, hey, my city, we getting this next one. I'm coming back with a medal for you guys. I just feel like life hasn't hasn't put me through so much and the amount of work, I know, I know for a fact I'm not coming back empty-handed. That's it for this episode of Let's Talk. Let's Talk is produced by David Dixon and Eric Johnson. I'm the host, Carolyn Murray. We welcome your comments and advice on our podcast, so please write a review and share the link with others. Thanks again for listening to Let's Talk. Goodbye until the next time. Uh